Summer is finally mercifully here, Manitoba. If you want to promote your band or your team or your business with some fresh gear this season, check out our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Supporting local business is more important than ever in these tough times. So get a made in Manitoba solution to your screen printing, embroidery, heat press vinyl, and graphic design needs over at divineshirtcompany.ca or on Instagram at Divine Shirts. And tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with someone who is uh, new to the show, but you're definitely not new to the local music scene. I feel like I've seen your name a lot <laughs> over the years, and not, not just in terms of, you know, shows you're playing and things like that, but but you, you've definitely uh, showed up a lot on uh, various um, awards that are happening. You've been nominated, you've won some. You, you seem to be just kind of a, a fairly constant presence uh, over the past few years in the local uh, country scene. So I, I think the best way to start this off is if you want to introduce yourself and just give a bit of background about what it is you do as an artist. Hi, everybody. Yeah, so um, my name is Jay Turner. I'm Cree from Misoplastic Cree Nation, and uh, I've been doing country music uh, for a while now, like you'd said. Um, I'm getting into more of a rootsier sound now that I'm, you know, uh, feeling more comfortable, I think, with everything and not that not um, particularly making music just for radio, you know, just for my own for my own comfort and everything. So it's been more rootsier in Americana, which I love. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, just just trucking along and trying to get um, more music out, you know, and uh, staying busy. Cool, cool. Well, and the reason we're talking now is because you have a new single, uh, and I do want to get into that, but uh, just uh, on something you said just a minute ago about going into the rootsier Americana kind of vibe, I like that stuff too. I I feel like there's definitely, um, as far as Manitoba goes uh, as well, there's a lot of people in this province who who gravitate towards that kind of stuff, uh, a lot of the time because of the storytelling vibe uh, of the lyrics and things like that. Has that always been the style of country that you've been drawn to? You know... I don't, I don't think so because I used to like Miranda Lambert and, uh, you know, Carrie Underwood. I've, I always looked at the people that they played on the radio as like who I should sound like or, you know, like trying to be something um, that radio wanted or that, you know, um, playing that game. And um, I've always loved the, the music um, of Americana. But for me, I always thought that to be successful, I had to sound a certain like a certain person or a certain way, you know what I mean? And, and I got stuck in that. And then, um, within the last, like pretty much since I had my son, I I just been kind of, you know, sitting back and being like, Hey, who am I though? You know? And like, how can I tell these stories and not, and not, uh, try to sound like something, just, just tell them how I want to tell them. And it came out, as a more rootsier Americana sound. And I love that. And there, like, like you said, there is a lot of um, really good artists, you know, the Bros Landreth obviously are huge, you know, and um, William Prince and people like that. And I, and that's the thing that I listened to that, but then I was trying to be more for radio. Like it didn't make any sense anymore. 
for me, you know, like, cause that's, that's what I listen to is like the stuff that actually makes me feel something a little bit more slower or whatever, how it is. Yeah. Um, you know, and I went to Folk Fest for the first time last year because I've never been, I don't know why I was trying to go like a few times now. Cause it's literally like 15 minutes away, but it just never worked out. But I went last year, um, with another artist, Isla Barker. And, uh, we just, we just loved it. But I went there for JJ Shipley because that's who I love. And then I ended up falling in love with like a whole bunch of other artists, you know, and it's just like, well, you know, that just validated, I guess, for me where I wanted to be in my music and where, you know, I, where I could fit because I've never seen a folk festival until this last summer. Yeah. Um, up north, we didn't have that. So. Well, that, that's, that, that's cool. Do, do you think that, um, part of uh, you sort of deciding to go more for the music that you want to make, is that just a confidence thing too? Just having experience yeah. playing music for, for, for a number of years now? Yeah, for sure it is. And it's just like, just where it feels right. Like it just feels right to sit there, you know, and it feels good to sing that too. I, I could, I could hear the difference in my voice um, from a song that I would, that I wrote like six years ago compared to now. And it's just so different. It's just so more organic and grown, I guess. Um, and like you said, more comfortable and confident in myself too. Well, one of the things that, that comes up all the time on this show, whether I'm talking to a country singer or a rapper or a death metal band or whatever, is this idea that, uh, this is my opinion anyway, I think that people in Manitoba have a really strong bullshit detector and like people can tell when someone is not being genuine and not being honest and not representing who they are with their music. Uh, did you feel the mm -hmm. same way? Do you think that there's uh, people can tell if someone's sort of doing something that's not truly them? Oh, for sure. Like you, any, I think anybody could feel that, that there's a difference, right? There's definitely a difference in that. Um, and like, I don't think, I don't, I think that that's who I was back then, but that's not who I am now. Yeah. And so for me, when I go on stage and sing the songs that I wrote way back when, it just doesn't feel right anymore. You know, it, it just doesn't like, it felt right back then. And it was great for me back then, but I've grown and I've just like, um, you know, learned different things and lived a little. And, um, now this just feels a lot more me. And I barely sing those songs anymore because of that, you know, because it just doesn't feel like it feels like a young person song and not somebody that's, you know, in their 30s. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a new single. And how, how does that fit into this whole um, sort of changing of what what your your musical outlook is? I so this single specifically is like so important to me um and it's not like i tried to be this sound or anything like that it just came out this way and like i think you know of course the, my co-writer played a big play in that too crystal shawanda that's she's a blues artist and she could she she's got killer vocals um like incredible singer or vocalist and and writer and so when we got together i think it just felt right to have this sort of song more rock um, I love the guitars on this song. Like that's, I was like, it has to be that, you know, um, it just felt right. It felt so good to sing um, with this, like the vocals on this are very hard and I, and I love it. I absolutely loved it. So it's not like I tried to do it. It's just that it happened. It just happened that way. And I think that it just, it feels so good and it feels more me than anything I've ever uh, put out before, I think. Well, that's got to give you confidence too, right? Having yeah. that realized and, and realizing that this is this is you on this record and, and hopefully going forward, I guess that you'll do more like that and maybe not yeah. sounding like that, but having that kind of per personality yeah. in the songs, right? 
Yeah, for sure. And that kind of outlook, I guess, going into in the writing and stuff. Like, we, we, we've been doing a lot of writing and a lot of recording. And it's just a totally different feel from, from before in that also, like, I'm more confident in telling my own stories, too. Um, you know, where, like, I, before I was telling my stories, but I was telling them in a more um, nonchalant kind of way. Like, it was just, like, you know, pretty, in a pretty way. Yeah. Where life sometimes isn't pretty, <laughs> you know? And so I'm, like, really getting down and telling everybody my stories with the, with this with this next music, and I and I love it. Well, and you're playing a style of music that really lends itself to telling stories that aren't pretty, too. I mean, that's kind of like one of the hallmarks of, of country music as a, as a large genre is that, you know, you can you can tell things that are personal and things that are maybe not so positive or not so happy. And you can get the emotion out in that way. Yes, for sure. That's what I love. I love country and I love Americana for that reason, because I can I'm able to tell my stories that way. Nothing but a drive-thru No one ever says, man, I 
I think one of the things um, I've noticed uh, over the past, you know, however long uh, with country music in this province is that they're, 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 I mean, I've lived in Winnipeg my whole life, so I'm surrounded by the city's music scene, but there's so much happening, especially with country in communities all over Manitoba, you know, north, south, east, west, wherever you go. And it seems like there's, there's this whole, all these micro scenes of country music that exist in different regions of the province. So what was your experience like, you know, uh, coming from the North and, and having, uh, starting out as an artist. I mean, were there a lot of opportunities for you to play shows? You know, that's probably one of the reasons, one of the other reasons why I got into country music was because there were so many talent shows up North. Yeah. Like so many. Um, and I played all of them and you had to sing country. Like you, that's, that was, uh, that was like part of the criteria was to sing a country. Sometimes they would allow rock, but, um, in order to, to play in the talent shows you know that was the genre that that was uh the chosen genre we played with full bands you know the duty and band played with i played them with them so many times up north because that's was always like the the band um so for me like that was um a big a big part of uh where i came from was doing the competitions um you know i did that i did dolphin fest for a while too um their their competition um and then nci jam uh, was where I like I that was like my first win like I was always I was I would always place but I would never like be the first place winner <laughs> and with that one I won that year and then I wasn't allowed so once you win that you're not allowed to go back okay but from there um they didn't know this but to, a few weeks before that a few weeks prior to that competition I had meeting I had a meeting with um somebody that was a friend of the family uh he was part of Eagle and Hawk okay his name is Spat um i i love spatch he helped me so much in the beginning like he really really showed me the way and like introduced me to murray and introduced me to my first producer like it he's really helped me a lot in the beginning and uh so like before that he's never heard me sing and he was like well i know you're in the nci jam so if you win that then then i'll then i'll introduce you to you know people that i know and i was like oh okay so i had a lot riding on that <laughs> but besides just the competition itself was like huge it was at centennial concert hall yeah and that's a huge venue beautiful venue and it was like coming from up north to that it was like what where am i you know so that was enough like that for, for me back then i remember being extremely nervous and i was like okay i can't i can't screw this up i can't <laughs> it was only one song but that's okay um i sang and then i won and then like two days later he's like all right you can meet my producer now so that's when i started like showing people my writing because i never i was always uh, too scared to, to show anybody that i actually wrote songs oh yeah um and that's where my my love for writing came from around that time because that like they took my songs and they made them into these like amazing things for me back then and i was just like wow like i could do this like i didn't i guess i knew i wrote songs but i was like are they good you know <laughs> like are these even any good and then they were and i was like okay well this is so cool so i love for me, writing is like the best, the best part of being in, in the music industry. Um, that's like the le the least nerve wracking, the least, you know, I can write and uh, I have ADHD. So I often forget my words. Like I'll just be like squirrel, <laughs> find something else. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm singing. <laughs> it just happens. Like I just like lose my words. Um, and it happens quite a bit. So for me, the writing is like the best part, the writing and the, and the recording and like bringing the song to life is like the, my best favorite part of being in music altogether. How so. does that translate to, to actually performing? Like, do you, you, you said that's the, the least nerve wracking. Do you have nerves still at this point when you're playing live shows? Is it still, uh, or are you kind of comfortable enough now? 
No, I, 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 I was nervous for a very long time. Like I used to have really bad anxiety on, on uh, playing live shows because of that reason. Yeah. But then I realized that literally so many artists, big artists too, Miley Cyrus, Luke Combs, they all have, you know, their screens and the words are on their screens. And I'm like, well, why if they can do it and they're okay. Like I always thought that I was always in my own head about it. Like people were going to judge me or whatever. So now like I, I um, set up, either my phone or an iPad in front of me when I do my shows and I don't necessarily need them, but just in case, like it's there. And like, I just like, I have this, this pedal set up now where I just like, it kind of like swipes through the songs. So, and it's not like full lyrics. It's like, like just the beginning where it's like a, a, like a memory trigger. So I have that now. And now I'm just like, ah, whatever. It, it is what it is. Like I can't, I can't change my ADHD. <laughs> so I got to work with it somehow, you know, and I don't have a teleprompter machine. I should probably get one. That would be awesome. That would be cool. Yeah. But uh, I have my phone. <laughs> well, I, it's interesting you say that too. Cause like in the nineties, I was in a band that had a horn section. And anytime we had horn players who had like a music stand with the music on it, I was always kind of embarrassed. Like, oh, no, you shouldn't have that. But really there's no reason not to, right? I mean, as long as the, the music comes out, the way it's supposed to come out, having the lyrics or having the music there, it doesn't, it doesn't you're, you're affect there to it. put on a show, right? Like, and the show has to go on and I would rather have that there and like take a glance at it if I need, which yeah. I barely do need, but just to be able to take that glance and then, you know, re get back into the song right away rather than, Oh, I forgot the lyrics. Where am I? You know, and just, then it's like noticeable. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I feel like nowadays most people have iPads, like, guitar players like they're learning so many songs like and 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 everything's so fast like to try and remember everything these days like with social media and everything else you have to remember with music it's like why not just give yourself a break once in a while and then, then at least you can put on a good show and you you know the music goes on and the people in the audience are, are more likely to remember the songs in the performance rather than remembering oh she was looking at some you know uh, memory triggers yeah. on, on an ipod yeah or, yeah yeah and I have like, I've been like, I have it set up where um, it just, it sits right on my mic stand. So okay. I, it's not really like, I can just go like this and glance and I'm I'm good. Like, it's fine. So yeah, I've been like trying to set myself up that way. And um, yeah. I got it real hard It cut me to the core That's where I learned how To keep my head down But I'm not doing that anymore
Um, what's sort of next for you this summer? I mean, I, I know there's all kinds of uh, shows are finally happening again after a few years of, of no one knowing what was going on and, you know, hoping yeah. shows would happen. But now it seems like hopefully <laughs> they're, they're permanently happening again. What does your summer look like as far as uh, what you're doing with uh, shows or recording or anything else? Yeah, so we're recording. We're still recording off and on um, all the time. And I have a sh- two shows at the Forks, actually. One is this this weekend on the 16th or 17th is it 17th is a Saturday. So I have a show there for indigenous day live. And then I am there again for Canada day. So that's uh, what I have for them. And then July, I'm actually taking a little break and going up North as much as I can this summer. Um, you know, I feel like living in the city is, 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 is a lot <laughs> these days. I, I commute an hour a day. Oh, wow. Like one, right like all the way through the city and then back so sometimes i just need a little break and i think i'm just going to take a little break because september october november are crazy again so july for me is just a little bit of a quiet time for sure and then august i'm going to so many concerts because i'm just trying to like i'm trying to um take moments to write and just like i'm trying to have like a a full-length album yeah and so me i need those moments to to travel and to write and to live you know and then live experiences and listen to other people's music so that's basically what my summer looks like this year um last year was absolutely crazy last year i had a little tour in ontario and everything and i was just like you know what? i need a break and i need to just focus on writing right now so that's what I'm doing, um, writing and recording as much as possible this summer. Cool, cool. Well, those shows you mentioned, those two, I mean, uh, at the Forks and then and, and Canada Day as well. I mean, those are both massive shows. They, yeah, they are. So um, I'm I'm still taking on the bigger shows, obviously. If I get, like, 
you know, uh, emails on them or whatever, but I didn't like actually promote to go out everywhere. I play break. Um, oh, I can't even say that. Um, <laughs> I do have a couple festivals in, in, like I said, in the fall. So that aren't the, the, the word isn't out yet. So I can't really say. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. No worries. No worries. I won't, uh, make you spill that. Um, playing something like Indigenous Day at the Forks, one of the things that, that I've also noticed about country music and in a lot of the interviews I've done with local artists is, is it seems like there's a huge community of Indigenous country artists. I mean, more than any other genre of music. And I think that probably goes to what you're saying with a lot of rural communities having country as the genre. But what what have you noticed sort of about that that little sub-scene of the country scene growing lately? It seems like it's, it's growing by leaps and bounds. It has been growing. And I think a lot of it has to do with... Um representation is a big thing um you know desert dorian donna mario me and and we 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 try to get ourselves out there as much as possible so that the other indigenous artists can feel comfortable right and i think that's a huge thing too um that in in its growth like like there is a lot of there always has been so much talented um vocalists from up north and like from from the reserves that do all the talent shows but then like they don't they they never uh, um, looked at it as a music career. So now that they see, I think now that they're seeing more and more people coming in, it's it's becoming a lot more easier for them to be like, okay, maybe I can do this, and maybe yeah. I should try. And like they reach out to us, and we give them advice, you know. And like I did the same with Don and Desiree. Like they've been in it longer than I have, so I would ask them questions. Um, and and Murray Palvero, I would ask him questions. So now I have like answers for the for the people that are coming up, right? And we can all help each other that way. But I think that's a huge thing is just representation and um, you know them them seeing themselves on those stages is is huge. Yeah, yeah, totally. Do you think that um, kind of the advent of social media has helped with that as well? Because for- people in remote communities now have access to artists like you and, and all the other ones you mentioned as well. And they can, they can watch you, they, you know, they can watch live streams or they can, they can see videos of a show or listen to your records without necessarily physically being where the shows are. Oh, definitely. Social media plays a huge part, like with TikTok and everything like that. It's been like the growth of indigenous representation has grown so much since TikTok. I've noticed like such a huge leap. It's so great to see. Um, because when I was growing up, like we, I didn't see the artists. Like we had a radio. Like I lived in a lot of really remote communities up north. Like some of them were flying. I moved almost every year of my of my life when okay. I was younger. Um, so I lived in a lot of really remote communities, and there was nobody that really represented us, you know, um, as a people that are on these stages and bigger stages. At least that that I didn't see, that I didn't notice, um, because it wasn't it wasn't so. Um, we didn't have, like I said, we didn't have the the access, right? So now that we have TikTok and, and internet and everything, they have that 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 view to the world now. They're not just stuck in their own little, you know, in their own little area. Like one of the communities I lived in, like a lot of most of the people that didn't even have running water. So yeah. why would you know of the artists that are out there, you know? So I think that plays a huge, huge, um, it's a big part in in the indigenous community being like okay here here we are you know we still exist and we're 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 very talented people <laughs> for sure yeah so, 
yeah, and it also has the the, the added effect too of, of opening up your work to the wider community as well, right? I mean, like there's 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 I mean, since the internet and since social media, there's so many artists of all backgrounds that I've I've discovered. But there's been a lot of indigenous artists that that are from communities that aren't aren't Winnipeg that all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is great. Well, how did I not know about this before, right? And it's it's for those reasons that now things are kind of people can introduce themselves to a on a large scale uh, from the comfort of their own home. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot easier for for the northern communities now to be able to do this. Sure. Yeah. If I can go back to the good times, I would slow it down and take it all in. You don't know what you're gonna miss until you're sitting there missing it. If I could tell you one thing, it would be this. hearing about you for the first time on this show what's the best way to find out more information about your you know upcoming music upcoming shows and things like that definitely instagram i find that i'm on instagram and tiktok more than anything um i kind of left facebook on the back burner i have to get on that because 
<laughs> I got comments from people from up north that were like, how come you're not doing music? And I'm like, I actually am very much so, but I don't post on Facebook anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should probably do that still because I forgot they still love it up there. So, um, But yeah, Jade Turner Music on Instagram is where, actually that's my handle on all on all of the social medias. Cool. I tend to post them most, mostly on Instagram though. And then as far as hearing your music, I mean, obviously you have this new single out that you, you uh, I'm sure, want people to check out. What's the best way to find that? I, mean, are you, I assume you're on all the various... Everything, yeah. Anything that you listen to your music on, it's on there. Um, you know, the video's coming out on Friday. I'm so excited for that. Um, and so then it'll be, like, the video will be on YouTube. I think the song's already on YouTube music, though. Um, but yeah, it's it's everywhere. Cool, cool. And, and then uh, upcoming shows, do you want to just plug those two shows again so people can... Uh... I'm I'm at the Forks on July 17th for Indigenous Day Live, and then again for Canada Day. July 1st, I guess. Yeah, must be July 1st. <laughs> That's Canada Day. Right <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs>
bridges